grown men who care way more than they should. Glenn Clark. Glenn, no way. I'm sorry, Aaron. Did Alicia Fox call you the man beast? AJ Francis. And of course, everyone boos Roman Reigns, even though he puts on the best match of the night. Aaron Oster. Guys, look, there's that one time. You know, <laughs> oh, geez, Aaron. <sighs> You're the worst. You are the worst. This is jobbing out. Welcome in, it is, oh, hang on a second, uh, I believe it's Dance Break. It is episode number 13 of Jobbing Out, Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster from the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone, and of course, the main event. Uh, the reason why it's episode number 13 has something to do with a text that AJ sent us earlier <laughs> that I guess we're not going to be talking about. Um, uh, we just said I went out to eat with uh, and got some drinks with Tori Wilson yesterday in Orlando. It was fucking great. Sneeze twice if uh, you did something this week that everyone else on the planet would be jealous as shit of. You know, I don't kiss and tell. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, that's cool. That's uh, that's uh, I, it's beyond cool. I don't know how to display, explain how cool it is. Um, in fact, I want to murder you. So <laughs> that's just yeah. what it is. I would it's like. Re- it's, it's really dope. No, I mean she was really cool. We talked about a lot of stuff. We talked about life. We talked about how uh, who she hated that worked at WWE. Ooh. Uh, Ooh. We talked about who she hated when she was working there. Can, can you give uh, a hint? Uh, you know, that's not my, I, I'm no rat, you know, I'm no, I would never turn right. stage no, no, no. witness. I, I got you. I'd rather I, go I'm just saying, make it super vague. So it could be one of like four people and we just kind of figure it, try to figure no, out. Oh no, no. Well, no. she had, she had some supreme beef and not supreme beef, but like she has issues with, with somebody who was also on evolution. I'll just leave it at that. How about that? How about that? That limits it down to like every female performer ever. So... <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I was not a Taco Supreme Beef fan. Like, I just was not. I like. I, look, I love Taco Bell at a stage in my life the way that everyone loved Taco Bell, but the Taco Supreme Loved? did not. No, I don't. Eat, yeah, I don't eat Taco Bell anymore. I'm I, cheesy gordita crunch is d- look, the greatest food ever invented. That, in fact, I'm glad you brought that up because it's a conversation. Nach- First of all, the Nacho Doritos Los Taco is so underrated. I don't think that I ever had it. I, in fact, no, it's, I haven't. It's a had taco it. yeah, with a Dorito. Right, as right. The I'm chef. familiar with it. I, it came well after I had sworn off Taco Bell. Um, I do, however, agree with Aaron that the moment the cheesy gordita crunch, it probably wrecked me. It's probably responsible for why I might end up dying at the age of sixty. Is because I would. But you'll go die get, happy because you had the cheesy gordita I would crunch. Go, I would go get like three at a time. I would just be like, "Hey, it's three o'clock in the afternoon. I'll go get three cheesy gordita crunches, and that'll be how I spend my day." And then I wondered why I wasn't like everybody would talk about putting on the freshman fifteen. I'd be like, "Yo, I put on like the ninth freshman grade forty, yeah, or more like the eleventh grade forty. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Jesus Christ! All right, uh, coming up on this week's show, we will make our picks for TLC. Uh, joining us, the champion of sausage castle wrestling, 
trailer park, park Chuck. I am really looking hey. forward to that. Yeah. Do you guys realize how many matches are on TLC? It is a lot. I did see that. The card is, <laughs> is a lot. I, I, I didn't quite realize that until I pulled up Wikipedia. There's 12 matches on the card. Uh, okay. I mean, that's uh, good. You know, they got they, Three like, of those will be on the pre-show. That's true. Yeah, I mean, we got that. We got plenty to talk about. And and we know, well, actually, there's no Brock Lesnar match, so there won't be a five-minute match. So I don't know what they're going to do in order to create that. Um, also, coming up later on in the show, there's a really fascinating conversation that was being thrown around this week on uh, the interwebs that was started by uh, Jimmy Jacobs. Jimmy Jacobs, who, of course, has worked everywhere. Uh, Ring of Honor, currently with Impact, and spent some the time. The Zombie Princess. Yes, the Zombie Princess, of course, Jimmy Jacobs. Uh, spent some time uh, with WWE as a writer, and this whole conversation sort of started with Jimmy Jacobs throwing out an innocuous enough tweet about how difficult it is to write a three-hour wrestling program. Which what? Yeah, right. Like it doesn't crazy. It doesn't seem like it should be that difficult to figure out that it's really difficult to write a three-hour wrestling program. Like it ain't easy, and probably harder for the WWE, considering all of the many masters they need to serve than it would be for, like, Joe Schmo to write a three-hour wrestling program. So there was a lot of opinion thrown back and forth, a lot of the WWE guys supporting him, and it comes at a time where some people wondered if Jimmy was saying it because word came out again this week that ratings were disastrous for Raw. It's been back-to-back weeks of really disastrous ratings. Um, What's a disastrous rating? Uh, it's sub-2. Like, I mean, it's just just bad, really bad. <coughs> Um, but, well, and they said on the show, the show sucked. Well, yeah, there was that. Um, <laughs> but anyway, look, we're going to talk to Jimmy Jacobs about all that a little bit later on in the show and, and just get his thoughts on, on why he felt the need to throw that out there this week and how anybody could possibly disagree with him about how difficult it must be to write a three-hour Raw. So, oh, we'll, you know, Marks know how to do everything. You know that? Uh, well, I could definitely do it better than they could. Not at all. Not at all. Not a chance that that's possible. All right. Uh, before we get to any of that, let's handle a couple of things from this week. I don't want to go too far into what happened this week because obviously we'll be talking about a lot of it when we get into our pick segment. Um, as of right now, with 12 matches on the card, remarkably none of them involves the Raw Tag Team Championship belt, uh, which is probably why this happened this week. Uh, boys, what did you think of both the setup with Seth Rollins the ultimate decision to pull the trigger on handing the AOP their first loss on Raw in December and our new tag team champions. Uh, I think it's, uh, I, I don't, the only way that I can even understand why this would happen would be if the very next time they fight, the AOP wins it back and that starts the Chad Gable and Bobby Roode split. Like, I don't understand, like, I like Bobby Roode and Chad Gable, but what have we seen from them that makes like like I was happy that they won for them, but like it was I didn't think it was a really big pop. Like, I didn't think it was. Jesus. I don't think the internet really cared that they won. Like you know, some of us can just sit back and enjoy the matches, AJ, <laughs> and not bitch about everything. The match was great, I mean, and not bitch about everything. All the- <laughs> God, I hate wrestling fans. God. I hate him too. I know. Uh, Aaron, go ahead. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's kind of in this thing. Like, you know, even Rollins pointed out this feud has been really lame, for lack of a better word. So Gable and, and Rude winning didn't really do anything for anybody. Uh, the only thing I can think of is they thought, they think, but I, I agree with AJ, this is going to be a really short 
run for Gable and Rude, and maybe they think that AOP winning it back dominantly and for some reason winning it back makes them look better than simply defending it? I mean, I I can see that strictly because of how much, like, everybody, people were mad that uh, that the way AOP won it in the first place, and then you have a chance for them to win it against a legitimate tag team. I could see that. Yeah, I mean, I, I that and that's kind of the only thought process, process I can really see. I, you know, and and you know, it's not like it hurt him because it was Maverick that got pinned, right? So it, I get it. I, it's one of those things. Is like it's not offensive. It doesn't kill anything. But I don't think it really does anything either. So it just kind of happened to happen. It's it's a weird thing for me because if you're going to go with a short run, why not give that moment to somebody who you expect to be a tag team for a while? Like, why not give that moment to Dash and Dawson, who are great and could use the former tag team champion thing in order to make them more valuable for whatever you're going to do with them moving forward? And you could have told the exact same story with Seth Rollins to begin with, where you have deserving tag teams like far more deserving in fact when we talk about dash and dawson i i guess that would be my like weird if if you're just gonna make it a short run why not do that um i I do wonder if they look at bobby Roode and chad gable and say we need to solidify them frankly the raw tag team division is kind of weak especially when you consider how strong the smackdown tag team division is and maybe they felt like they needed to strengthen a team in order to give this some oomph. The whole thing is weird, and I don't disagree with anything that you guys are saying, um, but I, I just I keep coming back to my biggest takeaway was why couldn't you have done this with Dash and Dawson and really gotten, I think, some bang for a tag team that we're expecting to have be around for a while and that you're probably going to want to use to help put other tag teams over in the future. Well, pr- presumably you wanted this to be a face tag team, and even though that Rollins kind of used the revival as a face tag team, right now they're not really a face tag team. So that that's kind of the only thought process to why it was Gable and Rude. But that whole thing's a mess right now. Uh, it is. It's definitely a mess. Um, I think the whole tag division is a mess on Raw. It's like it's really weird to me that the tag division on Raw is so strange when the tag division on SmackDown might be literally the difference in why we still say SmackDown's the better overall show, right? Like, is Speaking of which, greatest rap battle ever? Well, it was pretty damn good. You ain't wrong about that. It was really <laughs> effing good. Even Vanilla Ice commented on it. Well, I mean, it's the best performance of Vanilla Ice in the history ice, of ever. Ice, shamey. Oh, my God, I'm all in. So um, good. Um, I don't know. I'm I, not... I, I don't know if I totally agree with you by saying that it's the tag division that's the difference, but... I, I mean, mean, you got Becky, you got Daniel right. Bryan, no, no, no. I'm, arguably number one and number two are the most important things on television right well, now. Well, I would say the Becky and and Charlotte have been the best thing that's happened in wrestling for the last six months. But I think overall, if you stacked one versus the other, and you're not, you weren't um, individually looking at the injury situation on Raw right now. I think if you stack the two shows up against each other, they would be far closer than they feel at the moment. And I think that the biggest thing that jumps out at me is, Jesus Christ, every week, no matter who it is, the tag team division is hot fucking fire on SmackDown. Every goddamn week. Um, uh, We've had to talk about maybe we have those three do a TLC match at at WrestleMania. That would be fantastic. I just don't think the way the current status is of the 
of Raw tag teams that all three of those teams are going to still be on Raw by WrestleMania. Um, what you mean? The, you mean on on SmackDown? SmackDown? I mean SmackDown. Right. Yes, sir. You think they'll feel the need to move one of them <laughs> over? Well, I mean, they sh- first of all they should have already moved one of them. Yeah, it just does feel like it's almost it's an embarrassment of riches. Like, in the one Usos place. and the New Day should not have been on the same show for the last six months. Yeah, that's probably something to be said for that. Yeah, yeah. that's probably something to be said for that. Um, all right, uh, AJ, ask your question. Who had the best match on Raw this week? I feel like it has to be the main event, right? Like, it, yeah, it has to be, doesn't it? I mean, McIntyre and Ziggler were pretty good. Yeah, they were good. It, 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 probably the main event. I, I think I'd agree with you. It, like. It was a really, really well-told story that built throughout the course of the show into a great match. There was a real, like, you know, holy shit, what's going to happen here? I'm still not really certain what I make of what they're doing with Heath Slater. I mean, outside of him just being a bit player to say, hey, you know, you're going to... It's more interesting than what you've been doing, so we're going to have you use you in this way, and it's going to help us get through what we're trying to accomplish. Um, And the thing is with Slater is that we're just happy to see him on screen because anything he does is gold. Yeah. So we're so at least for now, it's like, okay, we, it may not really make sense right now, but we're just happy to see him on TV. Yeah, that's where I'm at. I don't know. I just thought it was a well-told story, and I thought there was a lot of high drama. I, I think the main event has to be the answer. I got no problem with it. Yeah, this was my pick, too. So that moves Baron Corbin into ninth place on the wow. list. Ooh. That actually well, surprises me. Technically... Actually, technically tied for eighth place with Dean Ambrose with four wins and 2.5 on the way to scale. We have a three-way tie for 10th place. Curtis Axel, Bo Dallas, and Sasha Banks with four wins and two on the way to scale. Um, Seth Rollins just continues to increase his lead. 21 wins, 16 on the way to scale. Once again, the way to scale is points. You get one point for a one-on-one victory as match of the week and half a point for any other type of now, match. Now, if they, if they finish in a tie for the year, do we see uh, a Bo Dallas, Curtis Axel, Sasha Banks triple threat match on the first Raw of 2019? I feel like that would be only yes. appropriate. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And we all know that WWE listens, so clearly that's going to have to happen. Um, uh, Aaron, I'm, I, I saw you pretending as though you were celebrating Hanukkah uh, while you were <laughs> yeah. away. I saw that. Uh, uh-huh. Clearly that was complete BS and you were just trying to get over uh, because uh-huh. I had called you out so embarrassingly the week before. Uh, sure. You had a responsibility. While I, you... I, couldn't find, I couldn't find a free copy of Bullshit. it. Bullshit. Bullshit. This is bogus. We said very clearly, if you couldn't, I would send you the copy that we had. Where's, where is it? You never told me you couldn't find it, asshole. You were avoiding this like the (laughs) scumbag fraud you are. You are a scumbag liar, and you weren't going to do it, and you thought I would forget about it. Get it for me for a Hanukkah present. You know what? I'll actually do that. There we go. I will actually do that for you. Why isn't it Chanukah? That's, you ask him like he would know he's not Jewish. He doesn't is, know. It is it is Hanukkah, spelled with an H, actually, though it is pronounced with the C-H, yes. What? But it's also spelled with a C-H, though. No, the, the official is with just a straight H. It's pronounced... Then why did Rugrats lie to me when I was a child? Rug, Rugrats, also, it, it didn't happen in an attic. So, you know... <laughs> Are you sure? I was going to say, I'm not certain that that's true. I don't know. I was the one at the Nickelodeon Resort. They, they did have Reptar on the building. I was surprised they even acknowledged Rugrats existed still. Um, no, I'm not positive that it didn't happen in an attic, though I'm pretty sure there was no um, babies leading things across rivers and stuff. 
Ah, uh, bullshit. I call bullshit. You know how uh, difficult it is for me to find? Like, uh, all right. Oh, found it. Here we go. Here's our Gavin Stone. Do you remember? I would not. It was so difficult for me to remember the name of the movie. Gavin DeGraw? Uh, no, the name of the movie was The Resurrection of Gavin Stone. Not over you. I did actually like Gavin DeGraw. I'm not going to lie about that. I was not like, over you. I was actually a fan of <laughs> All right. Um, let's not let's not do anything more because we're gonna do our pick segment. So okay, let's pause here. It'll be a short first segment because I don't want to get into anything else that that we're gonna cover in picks. So when we come back in trailer park Chuck, the champion of Sausage Castle Wrestling, will join us and we'll make our picks for TLC. I'm Glenn. He's Aaron, and he's the main event. AJ Francis. This is jobbing out. <laughs> Pressbox's Project Game Day is back at halftime and postgame for every Baltimore football game. You can react live with us on Pressbox's Facebook page. Glenn Clark hosts at halftime and he's joined by the NFL chick Sarita Hubbard postgame. Project Game Day is brought to you by Glory Days Grill. Catch all of the action at your neighborhood Glory Days Grill where they have tons of TVs to catch every moment of every game. Glory Days Grill. Great food, good sports. Pressbox's Project Game Day. Facebook.com slash Sports. Trailer Park Chuck. Who the hell is this? (laughs) Sugar Bear. You son of a bitch. Trailer Park Chuck's in this motherfucker now. (laughs) (laughs) This is the Trailer Park Chuck show. (laughs) Shit, we weren't weren't even in... Like, hang on a second. We're just going to roll with this now. Back in here for segment number two of Jobbing Out, because I don't want to waste that. Um, I'm Glenn. He's Aaron Oster, and he's... The main event. AJ Francis, um, what is what is the situation here, Sugar Bear? Explain a little bit more. Well, this motherfucker, Trailer Park Chuck, keeps ducking me. I won the fucking number one contendership for the Sausage Castle Heavyweight Wrestling Championship at the Halloween show. This motherfucker ducked me, and we had a tag team match at the Veterans Day show. This Saturday at the Sausage Castle Arena, first... <laughs> SCW show in the Sausage Castle Arena. Gonna be amazing. This motherfucker has a ladder match with Crazy Mike. Because him and Crazy Mike got beef from the Halloween show. He doesn't even want to face me there. I don't understand what the problem is. Who? How many asses well, do tell, I got to beat? Let me, tell you it's okay. let me tell you something, Sugar Bear, AJ Francis. This ain't the NFL Football League. This is Sausage Castle Wrestling. And ain't nobody ducking nobody. If you want some, come get some. I just talked to Mike Busey, who's the runner of this whole thing, and he told me the only reason you ain't got your title shot yet is because you ain't showed up and said you want your title shot. You want it Saturday, show up. Okay, We can wait till 2020. Whenever you want it, you come get some. Oh, shit. Damn. AJ? First of all, I've told Mike Busey to his face on the phone, on FaceTime, via Telegram, via smoke signal, via um, what's, what's, what's that called, Morse code. It didn't matter. I told him every way I could that I wanted my title shot as soon as possible. We had the match on Halloween. I wanted to have our match November 1st. You didn't want no wreck, but it's cool. I'll see you when I see you, and when I get my chance, I'm going to ring your little neck. And I'm going to walk out with the Sausage Castle Wrestling Heavyweight Championship. What I suggest you do is I suggest you show up here 
this Saturday, December 15th, at the Sausage Castle Arena, and you watch what I do to Crazy Mike, because I'm going to sling him from one end to the other. He's showing up thinking he's leaving with the belt. The only thing he's leaving with is a fucking busted face and some hurt feelings, because I'm coming in the heavyweight champion. I'm leaving the heavyweight champion. And that'll be every time I step into that ring, I'm going to be the champion. Every time I step out, I'm going to be the champion. You ain't going to change that. Crazy Mike ain't going to change that. Mike DC can't change that. Oh, big talk from such a little man. You built like a you built, you built like a pot roast. <laughs> All right. Well, see, you just watch this Saturday. You'll see what's going to happen to Crazy Mike. Maybe you should take some notes. All right. Well, I think we're good here. Thanks, thanks, yeah. Chuck. I'm for- oh, <laughs> oh, that's great, man. That is tremendous. All right. Uh, it's time for us to do our pick segment. But um, these guys, uh, AJ, Sugar Bear, Trailer Park, Chuck. Uh, getting ready for an amazing night on Saturday night, uh, Chuck. This I was talking to AJ about this uh, last week. This on Saturday night, I'm pretty. It, it'll be a safe night for me to bring my kids for some nice wholesome <laughs> entertainment, right? Well, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what Sausage Castle, Castle ain't for is. no bitch ass kids? By, by the way, the second like I, I recently searched Sausage Castle wrestling on Google. Dangerous, dangerous. The second thing that came up was immediately not safe for work. <laughs> I, yeah. I well, said, I, wait, isn't, isn't uh, Janella coming down this weekend too? Did, did I read that correctly? Joey Janella will be in the building. He might get his bitch ass whooped. Joey Janela is supposed to be showing up, but from what I understand, he's a little scared of Trailer Park Chuck too. So <laughs> whether he's going to show up or not, I don't know. I don't think he's scared of Trailer Park Chuck. What the road did to Action Lewis at the Veterans Day show reverberated through the wrestling community. I actually really love the fact that there was a Veterans Day show at Sausage Castle Wrestling. <laughs> you got to support the troops, man. You gotta... Yeah, just Ooh. like, you know what else we had there? At the, this is why anyone who doesn't come to Sausage Castle Wrestling is an idiot. Not only was there a free wrestling show for the veterans, not only was there free haircuts for the veterans, but there was free blowjobs for the veterans, too. <laughs> There were free low jobs. I can get behind that. <laughs> who's the uh, who's the rather large gentleman that I'm seeing in all these pictures? Probably who's... Mike Busey, the owner of Sausage. Oh, is Club that him? Wrestling. Oh man, he's a hero. He's a hero. God bless. All right. Um, so this is Saturday night. Like this is an honest question of mine. Who can come to Sausage Castle Wrestling? Any Sausage members. Castle MikeBusey.com members. Okay, so you go to MikeBusey.com, you get a membership. Slash SCW. Okay, and you can come out to the Sausage Castle on Saturday night. Mm-hmm. Pay right. with 30 bucks, you get access to the private Snapchat that Mike has, which is full of free blowjobs. Um, <laughs> you, also get, you also get access to the wrestling show for free, and you get access to the after party. I'm not, sure. I'm not sure that I'd ever really be concerned about the wrestling show in this, uh, in this <laughs> setup that you guys have... Wait. When you become when you become a member at mikeisha.com forward slash scw, you get so much more than the wrestling. You get all the free content or the content that we put out from all our content creators. We got guys like Charlie Classic, Biff Gnarly, Crazy Mike, Mike Busey himself, and all sorts of celebrities come over here all the time and do the and Busey do Beauties. The area. Man, man, this you get is... to come to all the parties. We do four or five members weekends. Uh, every every year, they get to come out and they get to camp for three days and come to all the parties. We take them out on cruises. We feed them for free the whole weekend. We fill them full of liquor. And to top the whole thing off, they get to come to every SCW wrestling show for free and see me, Trailer Park Chuck, 
the SCW Heavyweight Champion of the World defend my title at every single show. Well, I mean, well, uh, I was you gonna... won't defend it when I get my chance. <laughs> we will see. We will see. All right, uh, that's awesome. Uh, uh, you guys, uh, you've totally sold me. I'm down. Uh, I'll bring the whole gang, and then we can go to church on Sunday. That'll be the plan. <laughs> <laughs> we got a church right next door. Ah! <laughs> if you're scared, go to church, motherfucker. All right. Um, so, Chuck, you down to make some picks with us in this segment? You know, did AJ explain to you how this whole thing works? I'm ready. All right. So here's the deal. Uh, Chuck, tell me about Bear-Ass the Clown. Bear-Ass the Clown is an entertaining gentleman. He travels <laughs> with Mike all over the country. He's the crazy, wild, fire-breathing MC clown from the Mike Busey show. You can see him when Mike Busey goes on tour each and every year, from the Gathering of the Juggalos to all these venues all over the country. He's my favorite clown. So um, AJ has suggested that the loser of picks this week should actually have to draw a clown on their bare ass and post it in some sort of social media setting. Uh, How does that sound to you? I'm in. All right, there we go. All right. There we go. It's the dumbest Challenge thing. Accepted. I am I am not going to be able to stay in some of the career paths that I have chosen. <laughs> so uh, hopefully I can join Mike Busey's gang afterwards. Yeah, you uh, might be banned from the internet altogether yeah, with that lumpy booty. Yeah, it might not be good. It might not be good at all. All right, uh, here's the deal. We're making our picks for the week. Uh, it's TLC Sunday night and wherever the hell TLC is. Uh, San Jose, California. San Jose, California, the home of Bailey. 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 All right, uh, Aaron, first match. Um, uh, here's the way it works, Chuck. You will have the first pick as our guest. You get to make the first pick for every match on the card. So, uh, Aaron, throw out the match, and let's do this thing. All right, we have the Cruiserweight title on the line as Buddy Murphy defends against Cedric Alexander. I'm going to have to go with Murphy on that one. I think that uh, he's going places in the WWE and the wrestling world, and I think he's walking out with the Cruiserweight title. Uh, Aaron? Oh, no, AJ goes next. That's right. AJ goes next. Uh, You know me. I love Cedric Alexander. Love him. But uh, I don't think that you pull the belt off of Buddy Murphy right now. Like, there's a part of me that sort of says, like, why are you doing this again at this point if you're just going to have Cedric lose again? But I'm kind of in agreement about Buddy Murphy, so I'll just I'll ride that through and I'll go with Buddy Murphy. Yeah, I, th- I thought at first maybe Cedric would be winning it back here, but Buddy's actually been on a roll since winning it. I, I kind of want to see what more they can do with him, so uh, Buddy retains here. All right. All right. All right. This match coming up will be easily the hardest match that Glenn has ever picked mm. as we have the finals of the mixed match challenge. Mm. The winners get placed at number 30 in the rumble and apparently win a vacation as well. Whatever that means. Maybe they're going to Orlando to go to a, a sausage castle. Yeah, wrestling show. The finalists of the mixed match challenge, Jinder Mahal and Alicia Fox against our truth and Carmella. Uh, uh, uh. Chuck. I'm, I'm going to have to go with Jinder Mahal's team on this one. As much as I hate that son of a bitch, I think he's going to get it done. <laughs> um, God damn it. Why can't they Are all win? With Truth or Alicia here? <laughs> uh, Who do you love more? This is so. This should be illegal, what I'm being asked to do at the moment. Um, God damn it. There, there's more... Like, okay, so there's more to get from R-Truth and Carmella's pairing, right? But, 
I don't really think that they're doing anything more with the pairings in this situation. Like, I think if Jinder and Alicia win, they'll just be number 30 in the Royal Rumble, and that's it. Like, it's not like Jinder and Alicia are going to be tied to the hip for the next couple of months. Although they should be. And also, if there's someone to sign up to be tied to Alicia Fox's hip, I would like for someone to direct me to it immediately. <laughs> um, God damn it. Ah, Jesus Christ, give me our truth in Carmella. It's just going to, it creates a better pop. It's a better moment. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm agreeing with you here. If you're looking for, okay, what happens over the next six weeks to, to play off of this? Well, it makes more sense for our truth in Carmella. Plus, the idea of our truth coming out at number 30 in the Women's yeah. Royal Rumble. Yeah, that would be is pretty just, great. I mean, that's the payoff moment, that isn't pretty, it? I wish you wouldn't ruin it, though, because now it's not going to I just see them trying to go somewhere with Jinder Mahal again. He's already had the strap on him a couple times, so to keep pushing him forward. Our truth has been around forever. He's done everything, and they just never give him that big push. Jinder Mahal, they like that guy. That is true. Yeah, it's very true. Do. AJ? Uh, I'm going to go with our truth and Carmella strictly because because it's the 30th spot in the Rumble that they're fighting for. I think that uh, maybe, okay, for our truth you can find a way out of that by having our truth come out at 3, thinking that it was 30 that or 13. Yeah, it was 30 yeah that's true. Because that's the bit that he always does, not knowing what the fuck he's doing. And then Carmella actually probably deserves to come out at 30, and that'll be a big pop for her. And it'll be, I mean, who are we talking Carmella could be one of the finalists in the Royal Rumble. I mean, sure. she could very well win the Royal Rumble. She's had a fantastic year. You never know. So I'm going to go with our truth. God, by the way, if this is if I have to draw a clown on my bare ass because I picked against Alicia Fox. <laughs> you deserve it. Yeah, life is going to be difficult. All right, go ahead. Uh, we have Natalia versus Ruby Riot. Chuck? I'm, I'm going to go with Natalia. Love Natalia, big fan of her dad, Jim the Anvil Nightheart. So I'm going with Natalia all the way. Um, yeah, I don't really see where this is totally going. I'm going with Natalia as well. Um, Ruby Riot, man. I think Ruby Riot is hot right now. I think that she needs the push more than Natalia does. I think that she continues to get genuine heat by putting Natalia through a table with her picture, their dad's picture on it. So I'm going to go with uh, Ruby Riot. What he said. What he said. What? I mean, that's exactly how I feel. I have no idea why you would feel the need. Outside of, again, trying to create a nice little moment on the show itself um, by having Natalia win, which is fine. Like, you could do that. But there's way more to be gained in a non-title match for Ruby Riot to get a win on a pay-per-view uh, to make her look stronger, and I don't think it affects Natalia at all. Um, so I, I'm going with Ruby Riot as well. All right. We have uh, Rey Mysterio versus Randy Orton in a chairs match. That's a tough one. That's a, That really is a tough one, but I think I'm going to have to go with Rey Mysterio on this one. Big Randy Orton fan, but Rey Mysterio is just getting back into the WWE. I think this is a win that he needs. I think they're going to push him. This is going to be the last run of his career. So, Rey Mysterio all the way. AJ? Unfortunately, I have to agree with that trailer park trash, Chuck. And I'm going to go with Rey Mysterio for every reason that he just said. This was tough for me. Um, Like, my ultimate gut is that they're going to keep going with the Randy Orton is a psychopath storyline. And if they are, I think they need to keep Randy Orton being a psychopath. And so I think I'm going to go with Randy Orton here. 
I, I think you're right about him being a psychopath, but the thing is you don't need him to win to be a psychopath. That part Dirty. is true. Ray, yeah, Ray, Ray can, you know, he hasn't had that, you know, he hasn't had a pay-per-view win since returning. He came back and he, you know, lost that Survivor Series. So I'm going to say Ray wins, then Orton attacks him after, and the feud continues. But I'll, I'll have Ray winning it. All right. Very good. Uh, we have Elias versus Bobby Lashley in, I believe that is, yes, a guitar uh, suspended above the ring, a guitar ladder match, where it's not whoever retrieves it first, but whoever retrieves it first can use it, and then it becomes a, a pinfall match. Got all that? Yeah, sure. <laughs> I, this is another tough one because I love Elias. Elias is fantastic, and I look at him, and all I see is the Macho Man Randy Savage. I think that might be his wow, wow. But as much wow. as I, as much as I love Elias and his music is amazing, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go with the big one, the big guy, Bobby Lashley, on this one. I think Bobby Lashley takes the W. This is me. Yep. I'm really setting myself up here. I'm gonna end up having to do this stupid clown on the ass thing. Um, I, Elias is my pick. I. I think is in establishing Elias as a face, they have more that they need to accomplish than with Bobby Lashley as a heel. Um, and I think giving Elias a big moment is imperative. So Elias wins the match. Also, it's a guitar match. Elias should win it. I'm really torn on this. I think Elias has more to gain. I, I think you could do the, you know, maybe Elias retrieves and then Lashley cheats, you know, not cheats, but, you know, uses underhanded tactics to win. I also think that the next match I'm going to bring, I think, is decidedly towards the heel, so I, I'm leaning towards the face here. <sighs> I'm going to lean towards Elias, but I, I'm not confident about it at all. All right. Uh... I'm going to pick Elias because I think that this is the beginning of Elias's push. I think that the Intercontinental title match at WrestleMania is Elias versus Dean Ambrose. Hmm, interesting. I like that. I like. It that makes sense. Yeah, no doubt. All right, next one. Uh, next, let's go to the uh, corresponding match and Finn Balor versus Drew McIntyre. That's going to be. I'm. I'm going to go with uh, Finn Balor on that one. Ooh. Okay. Oh. I'm, I'm a Finn Balor fan. I, I like what he, what they're doing with him. I like what he's done, and uh, I think I think Finn Balor's just going to keep going all the way to the top, and he's going to take the take the win at TLC. I mean, that would be great if they uh, decided to push Finn. I just think that they view Drew as the next big thing. They're not going to slow down his push at all, even if it comes at the expense of Finn. So I'm going with Drew McIntyre here. Hey, AJ. Uh, yeah, I'm going with Drew McIntyre as well, for the same reason you did. Yeah, we don't need to spend that much time talking about it. I am as well. They like they clearly want to get Drew McIntyre into a different stratosphere. I think they're absolutely going to have him win here. All right. We have a triple threat match. I don't believe there's any stipulation. No, there isn't. For uh, the tag titles on SmackDown is The Bar versus The New Day versus The Usos. Well, I'm going to have to go with The New Day, because it's a New Day. Yes, it is. And that is my that is probably my favorite tag team in the WWE right now is the New Day, and they have been for a while. So uh, I don't know if they're going to pull it out, but they're going to be my pick. Hey guys, you know who my favorite tag team is in this match? All of them. I like <laughs> all of them. They're great. Anyway, go ahead, AJ. Um, I'm going to actually pick the Usos. It's the New Day just had the strap, um, and I think that they like the idea of the New Day being the five time, five time, five time, five time, five time. 
WWE Tag Team Champions. And if they win it again, that would be six, and that would kind of ruin everything. So I am going to go with the Usos, who have not had the titles in a while. And I think that it's time for them to get the titles. And I, like I mentioned earlier in the show, I don't think that all three of these teams are going to still be on SmackDown by the time WrestleMania rolls around. And I think that's how you eventually get the New Day on Raw. Um, I'm, I think almost just because of how the two of you just picked this, I'm just going to pick the bar because the truth is I have no effing clue. I don't know what to make of this match. There's some part of me that wonders if you want to keep the bar. Like the Usos and the New Day are so independently strong, even without the belts. They're such an important part of the show each and every week. I wonder if it's more important for the bar to keep the belts for a little while with the option to do whatever you want with any of these teams. But the truth is I have no goddamn clue, and I'm just picking the bar because of the fact that you guys picked the other two teams already. Yeah, I was kind of hoping that you were going to leave the bar open for me to be the, the lone guy on that island. Um, it, it really is a coin. I agree with you, AJ, that I don't think it's the New Day, so it's kind of a coin flip between the bar and the Usos. Um, and in that case, I'm just going to revert back to the champ winning, so I, I will go with the bar as well. But we all win. Basically, we all win in this match. Yeah, that's uh, it should fight forever. Fight forever. Go ahead. All right, we have uh, Ronda Rousey versus Nia for the Raw Women's Championship. As much as I love Ronda, I think Nia's taking the strap at this one. Ooh, Ronda's, uh, spicy. Ronda's, Ronda's been going hard, and they need to they need to keep that feud fired between those two. Uh, if I remember correctly, I wasn't Ronda. Ronda's first was in her first match that she was against Nia Jax when she came in. It was second or third, yeah, yeah. It, it was over the summer. And, yeah, and yeah, Nia it was like Money in the Bank or whatever. Her. Well, Nia slung her around like a rag doll, and then and then uh, Ronda ended up getting the win. So I think this time they're gonna they're gonna go with uh, Nia Jax on this one. They're gonna put the strap on her and keep pushing that feud between Ronda and Nia, which I love. I think Ronda Rousey's been great since she came in, and Nia Jax, is, she's one of my favorite women performers right now. Uh, agree- uh, I think they're going to put it on her. Agreed with all of that. Uh, Chuck, you're a scholar with your comments. I think a lot of people have said that about Trailer Park Chuck. He is a, a gentleman and a scholar. Um, <laughs> I, look, here's my deal. I, If you're trying to point towards four horsewomen, four horsewomen at Mania – and it would make sense to have Ronda Rousey drop the belt. It would sure as hell be a massive push for Nia Jax. I just don't see it right now. Um, I, I just, I'm, I'm in this is Ronda Rousey in the match territory at the moment. Um, and so I'm well, gonna... the way I, the way I see it is if they want to keep that feud going between them, Ronda already beat her once. No, I hear you. Beats her again, the feud's over. It just, it just feels like they're not ready yet to have Ronda lose it just feels like they're gonna drag that out for as long as they possibly can that's that's where i'm at i'm gonna go with uh with ronda yeah i don't see ronda losing before mania unless it's maybe at elimination chamber and you do it in a really weird fashion and get her get the title offer that way but i don't see her losing before then uh i have ronda here uh this is you know like I've said all along, I could see a situation where it's Ronda versus Charlotte at Mania and Becky versus Nia at Mania. But if you do that, you got to get the belt off Becky and you got to get the belt on Nia. 
and you got to get the belt off Ronda, and you got to get the belt on Charlotte. The only problem is I don't think that Char- I'm giving away a little bit, but I don't think Charlotte's going to win this TLC match, which will kind of ruin my whole idea that I have. So I'm going to go with Ronda Rousey. All right. Very good. That was right. a long way of getting there, but I appreciate it. <laughs> All right. Next. Uh- Next, we have, uh, I believe it's a TLC match. Yes, yes, it's a TLC match between Braun Strowman and Baron Corbin. If Braun wins, he gets Lesnar at the Rumble. If Baron wins, he becomes the permanent GM of Raw. And if Braun wins, Baron is out as GM of Raw. Well, I'm going to have to say that uh, Baron's about to get these hands. And my boy, my homie Braun Strowman, is going all the way home on that one. Braun Strowman is my pick. Oh, it's May 1st. Um, yeah. I guess the only question is, can Braun compete? I think he's going to be cleared, but I guess it hasn't been officially official yet. But yeah, if he's in that match, he's not losing any, even through underhanded manner. Um, you're getting Braun Lesnar at the Rumble, so Braun wins here. Um, you know, I feel like if the only way that we weren't going to get this Braun Strowman match was if Baron Corbin won the... TLC match on Monday. I thought that was what they were trying to do with with Seth still winning. Uh, I'm going to go with Braun Strowman, and uh, I am interested to see what they do with Baron Corbin after he's no longer GM. Uh, as as sure as I am that I'm going to take my mother to the Sausage Castle for her birthday <laughs> next year, I am sure that Braun Strowman is winning this match. Um, there is just no question in my mind. That uh, mom likes to party, huh? Oh yeah, mom's dead. We're gonna. It's gonna be a hell of a time. She's gonna do. I think mostly. I'm gonna go there to enjoy the wrestling, and she's gonna go there to enjoy the cocaine. I think is the way that it's going to go. Um, Look, why? Why are you doing any of this? Why? Why are you doing the goofy thing where you know you're you're leaving Baron Corbin certain that he's gonna win via via forfeit? I mean, this has to happen. With uh, Braun getting his comeuppance and setting things back up for Braun and Brock, it just happens to happen that way. And it's all too easy, as we talked about right now, to slide uh, Alexa Bliss into the role of general manager for a little while. That'd be a great fit for her. So all of that to me, you have to have Braun Strowman win this match. He's the winner. And, you know, I would like to say he might not show up on Sunday because Braun Strowman has been to the Sausage Castle a few times. Ooh, I did not know that. But that was actually a restaurant in Ohio where they just and serve he, a lot of tube meat. And he meat. might actually miss his flight on Sunday. You know, he might be too hammered. He might be at SCW oh, on Oh, you said that could be an issue. Okay, all right, all right, I hear you. <laughs> That's possibly true. I don't know if we can talk about that. <laughs> he may or may not have no, if he misses his flight, it has absolutely nothing to do with SCW. Please don't come all. down on SCW, at, WWE. At all, but you should definitely pay your $30 to become a member just in case. <laughs> yes. So, go ahead. Uh, in the first ever women's TLC match, we have Becky defending the SmackDown Women's title against Charlotte and Asuka. Well, the only thing I can say about that match is, whoa! I think the Flair's taking the gold of this one. Oh, man. Oh. Is it me? It's you. Uh, I, I just don't think you can take the belt off Becky. I just really don't think that you can take the belt off Becky right now. I don't think that Becky can lose again until WrestleMania. I think she's just too hot. And um, I'm going to go with Becky Lynch. I am wavering so much right now on on that, which I completely agree with, uh, AJ. I think that, to me, is the predominant feeling that I have 
with this little like birdie on my shoulder who keeps saying, why did they put Asuka in the match? Nobody needed Asuka in this match. Nobody asked for Asuka to be in this match. We're all cool with the fact that Asuka's in the match. But what was the thought process when it was totally logical to just do Becky Lynch and Charlotte one more time? Now, the answer could be you don't want either one of them to get pinned. And so that could lead to how... Well, is it, is it a pin anyways? It's a TLC match. That's true. So it's, I guess the point. You're going, it should be a ladder going up the ladder. That's a good point. That's a good point, Aaron. It actually wipes out my entire thought process. So really the only... The only logic to the addition of Oscar to the match is if you want to have Oscar win it, and that or allows. Or you want it to be uh, to throw people off, like it's about to do to you. I'm not going down this way. Becky Lynch wins the fucking match. <laughs> God, I'm not going down that way. You know, I mean, only going down happens in the sausage castle the with the veterans. Just, you're not totally sure how much Becky can do. You want to have that, you know, that segment where Becky's laid out and these two, you know, Charlotte and Asuka can just go at it for a while. Like, that's plausible. I'm kind of with you, though, Glenn. Like, it fits. If, if you are pulling the belt off of Becky soon, this is the time to do it. You do it in a ladder match so she doesn't get hurt. You do it with the rumble right there so there's something clearly for her to go after. And, hell, she can start going after Ronda right away. Say, I'm, you know... You almost forget the rematch. You say, I'm going after Ronda. I'm going after, you know, I'm going to try to win the Rumble here. Like, if you're pulling the belt off of her any time before Mania, this is the time right now. So I'm not picking Becky. I'm a little torn between Charlotte and Asuka. And since Asuka's open right now, you know what? I'm just going to take it. I will pick Asuka to finally get that title and uh, win the TLC match. This is though, This is the most that we've had, like, mixed up picks in a very long time it is yeah it is there's a lot of high drama involved in this thing on sunday yeah uh okay all right uh we have seth versus dean ladder match ic title on the line well one of my favorite guys in the wwe right now and has been for a long time is dean ambrose he reminds me a lot of rowdy roddy piper back in the day so i'm going with dean ambrose on this one this is me i'm going dean ambrose as well um, I think you do want to juxtapose Seth towards a potential main event at WrestleMania right now, um, maybe winning the Royal Rumble. Um, I think it's good for Dean to keep him as a strong heel, to have a belt. I think the answer is almost – and I think it's a barn burner. I think you you do everything you can, but I think ultimately at the end, uh, Dean has to walk out with the belt. So Dean Ambrose is my choice as well. Yeah, I I think it almost has to be Dean here. You didn't turn him heel just to lose here. Even if you do it in, you know, we've seen so many times with Dean where he takes a risk or does something stupid, depending on how you feel about it, and he loses because of that. I don't think you'd you'd do that here to him, or else you you run the risk of neutering him a bit. I I think he wins and walks away with the belt. Yeah, Dean Ambrose, my pick. All right. Hey, we have one all together. Is that our first? Uh, Our first since the cruiserweight. Yeah, right. And uh, show wraps up. WWE title on the line. Daniel Bryan, AJ Styles. Well, uh, for the second most prestigious title in wrestling, WWE <laughs> Championship, first being the SCW Championship. Everybody knows that, of yeah. Course. I agree. Of course. This is around the waist of Trailer Park Chuck right now, and that's where it's going to stay. But this yeah, tell him, tell the man makes the belt. Ain't that right? That the belt don't make the man. The man makes the belt. 
That's correct, and that's why the SCW Championship is the most prestigious title <laughs> in wrestling because it's around the waist of Trailer Park Chuck. But that'll be settled this Saturday. Sunday, I'm going to have to go with AJ Styles. I've been a fan of AJ for a very long time. I've been watching him since he was just a just a little little guy out there at, at TNA Wrestling in Orlando. We used to go to the shows. Big AJ Styles fan, followed his career all the way through Japan, finally in the WWE. Uh, he's probably in my top five guys in WWE right now, and I think AJ Styles goes home with the belt Sunday. All right. comes to me. Um, Daniel Bryan's too awesome right now. Like, his character's perfect. Every interview he does is perfect. Everything he's doing is great. You don't take the belt off of him right now. Daniel Bryan retains the title here. Uh, I am going to go with Daniel Bryan as well, but I do think that they will have another match. I don't think that this will be um, the end of this. I think that we're going to get another Daniel Bryan AJ Styles match at the Royal Rumble. I think it's going to be another uh, shitty heel finish by Daniel Bryan, and it'll set up either like a cage match or something of that nature between the two of them at Royal Rumble. I, uh, as certain as I am that there is no chance that Crazy Mike is defeating Trailer Park Chuck because Crazy Mike sucks. Fuck Crazy Mike. I agree. I am, I am equally certain that AJ Styles is not defeating Daniel Bryan on Sunday night for his belt either. So give me Daniel Bryan, boys. That is my pick. And there we go. Those are our picks for TLC on Sunday night. Trailer Park Chuck, uh, an honor uh, uh, for you to join us. We've had uh, twenty-four As Hall of Famers. We've had twenty-four Hall of Famers on this show, but we had never before had the SCW champion on the show. And if, and if I'm being Just honest, don't worry. In a cup, when, when Chuck finally gets his balls up and faces me, you'll have the SCW champion on the show. Every fucking week. <laughs> hey, uh, uh, Chuck. I don't, I don't see that ever happening. Uh, but I'll be, I'll be more than happy to come on with my belt anytime you guys want me. Uh, once once AJ Francis finally comes out, Mr. Sugar Bear, whatever the hell he wants to call himself with his little friends there, the rope, once they finally come out here and grow a set and get in the ring with Trailer Park Chuck, he may not be able to be on the show for a while. He may be he may be laid up and injured. Ooh. So you guys can give me a call anytime. I'll come out and take your spot. So you're, you can have a real champion on the show. You're today. actually saying that you, after disposing of Sugar Bear, would also replace him here on Jobbing Out? Well, absolutely. Oh, I got to tell you, oh, this is a big yep. win for us. Uh, yeah, <laughs> on board for this. Hey, uh, hey, Chuck, what can we plug for you, dude? Uh, you guys, everybody out there wants to follow me on the social media. Uh, I don't, I don't really handle my own social media. I'm a trailer. I don't really do the internet thing, but my buddy bear ass, the clown does it all. All right. So you can, uh, you can follow that, all that on Instagram at bear ass, the clown on Snapchat at bear ass, the clown on Facebook at bear ass, the clown on MySpace or whatever they have. I'm, I'm not really into all that social media shit, but I know if you look up Bear Ass the Clown, that's who handles all my stuff. That's awesome, man. And go again, MikeBusey.com slash the Sausage Castle to check out Sausage Nope, nope, nope. No? MikeBusey.com slash SCW. My apologies, SCW. Thank you, boys. Thank you. All right, uh, Chuck, thank you, dude. Thank you for taking the time for us, man. We'll do it again soon, all right? Not a problem, guys. I'll see you soon, Mr. AJ Francis, Sugar Bear, whenever you want a shot at this belt. But for right now, Trailer Park Chuck, out this motherfucker. 
When we come back in, Jimmy Jacobs is going to join us. I'm Glenn, and he's Aaron, and he's... The main event. AJ Francis, this is Jobbing Out. One-third of crash fatalities in Maryland are due to impaired driving. Don't be a statistic. Be legendary. What does it mean to be legendary? It means always making a plan to choose a sober driver or be one. Never drinking, then getting behind the wheel. Making sure to get a ride for yourself and your friends if needed. Always speaking up and taking the keys from an impaired driver. Remember, sober drivers save lives. This safety message is brought to you by the Maryland Department of Transportation. Visit BeLegendaryMD.com Back in here for segment number three of Jobbing Out. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster, and of course... The main event. AJ Francis. Boys, we were talking about this a little bit earlier in the show. Uh, I was perusing uh, the tweeters this week, as I am one to do. And I saw a tweet that came out that seemed like the least controversial tweet in the history of humanity. Like, something that someone said that I said to myself, yeah, exactly, of course it would be. And yet, for some reason, there were people that wanted to disagree and and take him to task, and it was the damnedest thing that I think I've ever seen in my entire life. Our next guest, of course, is the zombie princess, uh, a man who has accomplished, like, Everything there is to accomplish is a porn performed for everyone. We're huge fans. Uh, right now, he's with Impact Wrestling. You've seen him on Ring of Honor for years, and he spent some time uh, with WWE as well. And all he said was, "It's really tough to write a three-hour wrestling show," which seems like the easiest thing to say in the history of ever. Joining us now is Mr. Jimmy Jacobs. He's with us on Jobbing Out. Jimmy, it's so good to talk to you, man. Thank you for taking the time for us. We really appreciate you doing this, dude. Hey, yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. I cannot believe that anyone would read what you said and say anything other than, yeah, it's really effing hard to write a three-hour wrestling show. Yeah, you know, well, I, I think due to the context of it, it was, it was kind of a, a subtweet from uh, uh, Brian Alvarez saying it was embarrassing that Raw had its all-time lowest rating. Uh, I think people with the context took it as uh, I was saying uh, I was trying to defend the WWE products or I was saying that fans aren't allowed to complain uh, about the, uh, the quality of the WWE product, and, and that, wasn't, uh, that wasn't the case at all. I was just saying, man, it is, it's hard to write wrestling shows. <laughs> <laughs> it's, all right, well, there you go. Thank you, Jimmy. Appreciate the time. <laughs> now, like, <laughs> that's right, that's it. Dude, I, like, that's the thing that makes it so crazy. And I understand, because I, I think that's why I did pick up Steam, is because it's been a difficult couple of weeks. But it, simplistically, as someone who's done this, you know there's an awful lot of masters that you're trying to serve. And when you're talking about a company as big as the WWE and all of the many things that they have to do with their weekly shows each and every week, I don't know that, that you know, like all of us that think that we know a lot about the business that don't because we're stupid, um, we have no real clue of how truly impossible this task might be. You know, it's, it's very difficult. And, you know, you say you're stupid in the business, but like, hey, man, we don't know what we don't know. You know, you don't know what you don't know. And I said it uh, in one of my tweets. I'm, I'm well aware, man. I know very little. I'm 34 years old. This uh, universe, this earth has been around for billions of years, so I know very little. And I'm aware that uh, what I do know, uh, the limited mind you know, is bounded on all sides uh, by ignorance to infinity. Uh, but I just know my experience. And my experience is, man, it's rough. You have a, you have a blank piece of paper in front of you. Uh, and then you have a roster, and you say, hey, go, come up with something. You know, uh, when I tweeted that, I was actually I was at an Impact uh, creative meeting, and I'd spent 
all day, you know, looking at this blank, uh, this, this, this blank um, whiteboard as we're starting to write these next set of CDs. Uh, and uh, we spent all day just, you know, just trying to come up with, hey, you know, who, who wins here and where do you go from here and what's the story here and all that sort of stuff. And then at, at 2 a.m., I, 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 we, we start to wrap up and I go and I, I see this, this, uh, this tweet and I'm like, man, people are get it man it, it's hard it's hard it's hard when you you're, you're serving so many masters and there's so many things you're trying to accomplish and and there's so many things you don't want to do it's like all right i don't want to give away this match right this is a, this is a marquee match i want to save for pay-per-view but then you look and you're like man i got i got two hours to fill i got three right. hours to fill. all right we got to put something on that tv all right, and you, you, all right, you can't just, you know, this, this match, you know, you, you go any lower in the card, all right, you can't, you know, nobody will watch that, and it's like, all right, but, all right, well, if you do have this match, who wins? Okay, well, you don't want to beat this guy, and this guy's get, gotten beat a lot, you don't want to beat him, you know, and, and, and it's hard, and you end up doing a lot of times, you end up doing the thing that, like, all right, this has the least downside, I think, um, and that happens a lot. Do you, do you get uh, the same rush from writing, when your plan is executed how you envisioned it in your mind as you do from performing? Uh, yeah, I mean, there, there are different things, man. I'm at a different point in my career, too, and it's cool, man. Like, even when I work, you know, shows on the independence, you know, I feel like I'm a player coach. I have a lot of experience, and I've got unique experience, uh, so I like to share it with the guys, and it's cool. It's cool to see, um, you know, your, your, your input or your ideas come to fruition. I mean, one of the most, you know, uh, creatively gratifying moments was uh, after the Festival of Friendship, the segment we did where, uh, you know, uh, Kevin Owens turned on Chris Jericho. Which was and that perfect. Was, you know, I worked on that, that story for months and this, this, this segment for, for a long time when it came off. I was like, hell yeah, man, we did it. Uh, and that's great, man. And so I mean, there are two different kind of uh, uh, satisfactory feelings. I, by the way, I, I, I just want to build off that with the festival of friendship you just mentioned. Like that was voted as one top top one hundred moments in the history of Raw, which has definitely got to be gratifying for you. But I just want to know, just on just like a, a, a personal note, like when you how far in advance were you aware that the festival of friendship was going to be how you ended it? Um. So, um, I. So so okay. So Kevin and Chris were like on a roll, man. They were so they were so entertaining, and I saw every week. Uh, this is probably back in like November, right? Um, they every every week they were the highest written segments, right? And I was like, man, I think people are tuning in because these guys are so entertaining. What if they just did like a segment that's like, hey, man, we're gonna advertise it. This is gonna be an entertaining segment. And I had the idea that they do a like a this is your life, you know, like uh, like rock and 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 man uh, and mankind did, you know, like let let the people know, hey, this is gonna be an entertaining segment. These two guys are entertaining. Let's see if people tune in. And Chris wanted to do something different. He was like, hey, that's that's somebody else's thing. Let's call it the Festival of Friendship. And uh, as things were progressing with Chris and Kevin, it, it, it became clear. All right, Chris is really starting to connect with the people as the babyface. So what if what if we have this really entertaining segment, and right when the people are like really entertained. Uh, Kevin just pulls the rug out from underneath him. So I mean, it was something that had been in the works, at least conceptually, uh, kind of, kind of for months. And at the time, uh, got closer and closer. And the WrestleMania card uh, started to get. Uh, uh, it's clear you're, you know, you're going to go to Chris and Kevin. Uh, that sort of started became the at least the the, the the theory, the plan that hey, maybe this is how you do it. Uh, who ended up getting the painting? Because I would like to uh, arm <laughs> wrestle for anyone on the planet for that painting. 
Uh, brilliant. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I do know the uh, the lead writer of Raw, Ed Kosky, does have a, 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 a smaller print of that <laughs> hung up in his, uh, in his office. That's great. Can you take us, what is the process for putting together Raw? Like, what, when do you start? Just kind of what's the, the typical weekly process like? Um, so... Uh, at the, so there's two teams. There's there's a there's a home team of writers that all always are in Stanford, Connecticut, and then there's the the, the team that goes on the road that uh, also produces the, the television. I was on the road team, so while I'm on the road at Raw uh, and, and, and SmackDown, uh, the, the the home team starts to formulate, hey, what next week's Raw is going to look like. And so basically, kind of on Monday, on on, on Tuesday, uh, by Wednesday night, they have an idea of what they want to pitch to Vince McMahon for what Raw the following week will look like. And now Wednesday nights, maybe even Thursday, they're going to meet with Vince. And Vince will give his input on, on, what, uh, on, on what they pitched him. And sometimes Vince will, will, will uh, like it, sometimes he won't, sometimes he'll give a lot of input, sometimes he'll give a little, little input. And then uh, basically Friday, Saturday, the team uh, is, is, is writing Raw, you know, putting pen to paper, uh, you know the the whole the whole thing. You know, the wor- words that are, that you know conceivably we said in the promos, uh, where the where the pre tapes are. You're going to have a whole a whole script, and then uh, they'll send it to Vince o- over the weekend, probably on Sunday. Now whether Vince reads it or not, uh, you know sometimes he does, sometimes he he, he doesn't. Uh, but then by Monday you're back at Raw and you have a production meeting uh, before Raw and you know all the writers, all the producers, and a few other people and Vince and Hunter and and then the production team are all there and there's kind of like a basically a read through of Raw and then based on that everybody in there sort of gives their opinion, gives their feedback on on, on what uh, on what they've what they've read and what's been presented to them and based off of those things. Uh, changes will then happen uh, during the day on Raw, and then you'll at the same time as a, as a as a, as a writer who's producing talent, I'll bring the uh, you know the ideas to the talent, and then they'll give me their input, and I'll try to put that that in there, and I'll I'll, I'll make sure that Vince sees what uh, what that is, what the feedback is from the talent during the day, and uh, then hopefully uh, you got you got a script, you got something that's good, and uh, fingers crossed uh, it goes off. Uh, how you envision it. And again, this is why it all just sounds so easy. I don't know why anyone would ever think that it would be difficult, because yeah. that just sounds like such a simple, streamlined process. The easiest thing in well, the world. Well, yeah, I mean, look, the, the, the process is what it is, and I'm not saying it's the best process that it's not. Um, it, even if you take that process out of the equation, even if, you know, like I said, man, I, I'm here right now at, a, at an Impact Creative meeting, and yeah. I'm here with Sanjay Dutt and, and, uh, and Don Callis and Scott Demore, all really smart guys, all great guys to work with. But it's hard. It's hard for you look. You you look at your roster and you say, "Hey, man, we've already done this match to death." But I don't know who else this guy is going to wrestle. And like, man, okay, he can wrestle this guy, but man, I want to save that for the pay per view. Okay, he, he can wrestle this other guy, but man, who wins in that one? All right, you don't really want to do a non finish. You have a non finish in this match. Do you want to do a run in? Oh man, that that starts to really muddy the waters there. And it's just. A lot of a lot of it is logistical, moving pieces around, and it's like, and then you're like, hey man, is this even a compelling story? Are people even going to get care about this? You know, what's this guy's motivation for this? Is, is, is that even, is, is, you know, what's this guy care about? All right, let, let, let's let's make let's let's make sure people understand why this guy cares about this, and how, why you know when the heel takes that away, why that affects him, and what he's trying to do, and uh, and it's hard, and it moves slowly, um, so it's it, it's a difficult process, man. He is the zombie princess, Jimmy Jacobs, and I do want to make sure we plug. You can watch Impact Wrestling every Thursday night, Pop TV at 10 o'clock. You know we're fans, and 
God, Rich Swan's one of our best friends who we love, and, and, and we're supporting them. So make sure you're checking it out every Thursday night, 10 o'clock on Pop TV. Um, do, you, do, you, do you ever sit back, Jimmy, and just think about, like, how much bullshit it is that you got fired for posting a picture with your homies? Oh, absolutely not. I, I understood when I put the picture up uh, that it was conceivable that it would not be well-received. It was likely that it would not be well-received. <laughs> um, the, 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 my firing from the WWE was, was, a, was a blessing, man. I mean, I'm so grateful I got the time to work there. I really am. I wouldn't trade my time there for the world, but it's also, it, I'm also so grateful that I don't work there anymore. I don't, um, yeah, the, the, me That's being fired from there... Is, is one of the best things to ever happen to me. I never, I never would have had the, the guts to quit, man. I, I got a lot of respect for these guys, guys like Cody Rhodes, guys like Juice Robinson, who quit there, who, who said, hey, man, I, I've had enough. Because, man, I would have let myself become so miserable. I'd have been there to the day I died and just been so miserable. And the wow. fact they did that for me, uh, it, it's, it's really, this, this past year of my career, it's been so much fun, man. It's really been great. Wait, was there one specific thing that was really eating at you about the whole, the whole situation or why was it so miserable other than just the, the long hours in the process itself? I, I never mind. I, I never minded the long hours. I like working. I like the work, uh, the process, while it can be frustrating, it's a process. I mean, I mean, honestly, if, if you want to know, um, and I wasn't like so miserable there, but you know, I had gone to rehab back in May and when I got out of, first of all, rehab gave me some clarity about what was important in the life. And I had spent 30 days away from wrestling, the longest time I'd spent away from wrestling since I was 15 years old. And I thought, hey, man, maybe, maybe, maybe wrestling isn't the be-all, end-all of the world, and WWE ain't the mecca of wrestling. Maybe that's not actually that important. And I came back, and it was fine, but like, you know, when, when you've been on drugs for the past dozen years of your life, all of a sudden, there's no shield in between you and reality. And all of a sudden, I became a lot more sensitive to what was going on. And I just, I became a lot more like, man, I miss, I miss performing. I miss being appreciated for what I do. Um, you know, you know, the last few months I was there, um, you know, I did things like, you know, I put myself uh, in, in, in the background of some shots, like one with my ex-girlfriend. I put myself in a shot with, like, Sami Zayn and, and Kevin Owens, like, together, us, like, hanging out on SmackDown. I had, during the 10-year uh, anniversary of Age of the Fall, I I had written a whole thing in where, like, Seth Rollins goes and asks me to be his tag team partner. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> they took that out. I, I, I had... Um, uh, shot a video pitching for me to be the uh, the general manager of 205 Live. Like I was getting antsy. I was getting like, all right, you know, I, I don't I don't like I don't like feeling uh, unappreciated. I I don't like the way that feels. I don't like I don't like not being able to be myself. And when I took that picture, part of it was like, hey man, I knew they might not be happy, but part of it was like, yeah, but this is me, okay? And if if like. You, you 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 see the picture, you get mad about it, but you say, "Hey, man, but Jimmy's really good at his job. Let's keep him because that's just Jimmy Jacobs." Yeah, man, he's eccentric, but that's just Jimmy Jacobs. Uh, and that wasn't the case, right? They didn't keep me, but like I got to be me, and now I get to be me, and I'm at work now, and I'm wearing girls' pants, and I've got my fingernail polish, <laughs> and, uh, and and I've got my scarf on, and all the other things that Vince would make fun of me for. Uh, but but it's it's great, man. It's awesome. I I get to be me. And I'm appreciated for being me. Everything that goes along with it. That that'll tie it all together, and we'll wrap with this I, because I know you got to get back to your meetings and your job, and I appreciate that. But yeah. Jimmy, you bring up um, the things that Vince McMahon would make fun of you for. How much? AJ and I were talking about this last week on the show. Um, the Vince McMahon factor and how direct it is 
for everyone involved. We were talking about like how much do we think Vince is involved with like Dean's turn and involved with with Daniel Bryan's turn. Being a part of that, how much of that was real in like everything that you guys were trying to accomplish? Uh, the, the Vince factor uh, is, is uh, hangs over everything in the WWE. Vince Vince is aware of everything. He uh, people are out, out to make sure he, he's he's pleased with it. Then it's his show, and you you realize that. And that's his sandbox. He's just letting you play in it. You play by his rules, and that's his prerogative. Um, uh, it's his show. It's not my show. I realize that. And you know, if, if I wanted to do something, something go my way, I say, hey man, not my show. It's his show. He gets to do this. Um, so yeah, I mean, look, uh, people like to blame Vince for all the bad stuff, but if you blame Vince for all the bad stuff, you know what, man, you got to blame him for the good stuff too, because it's his show. And he lets that good stuff get on TV when that good stuff gets on TV. And yeah, man, he's responsible when the bad shit gets, uh, gets on TV as well. Uh, but yeah, man, it's, it's Vince's show. And that's whatever, 72, 73 years old, you better believe he still is involved as ever. Wow. Hey, Jimmy, dude, this is great, man. This is such great insight. Dude, we're such fans of yours, too. You're awesome. What can Pretty we sure. uh, I, I, We mentioned, obviously, Pop TV every Thursday night for Impact Wrestling. But what else can we plug for you? Social media, T-shirts, anything like that, dude. Hey, man, I, I'm, I'm on social media. At, at, uh, I'm, I'm on Twitter and, and uh, Instagram at Jimmy Jacobs X. And you, you can always message me. You can always... Uh, uh, tweet me, you know, I really appreciate it, man. You know, uh, this, this week I had a, a dialogue with a lot of frustrated fans, yeah. uh, fans who, who just want a better product. And I, I can appreciate that, man. Uh, uh, you know, some of the, some of the tweets are a little more thoughtful than others. Uh, but I, I appreciate, I appreciate the fans that, that are watching. I appreciate anybody that, uh, engaged in a, in a dialogue with me and you always can. I'm, I'm always around. I'm always. I'm here, man. That's awesome, man. Hey, Jimmy, seriously, thank you for taking the time for us, dude. Uh, we love everything you've done, man. Thank you. Really appreciate it. We hope we can do it again in the future. All right. Take care, guys. Very cool. Thanks, Jimmy Jacobs. Appreciate that. Uh, guys, let's get into some things we haven't had a chance to talk about. Before we uh, let Aaron go off the reservation and tell us about the Ring of Honor pay-per-view this weekend, we did not mention in the first two segments of the show uh, something that you know I have clamored for since the start of 205 Live they, you have performers on 205 Live that are great, but for whatever reason, so many of them have only been allowed to exist on 205 Live. I, this week, we saw both. Now, again, we've seen plenty of both Drake Maverick and uh, Leo Rush in recent weeks on Raw because they've been in managerial roles. But this week, we start, or in the last couple weeks, I guess, we start to see them wrestle, and then we see Mustafa Ali get a great match on Tuesday night. And, of course, they're great because those guys are all great. And that probably has to help the idea of getting people to tune in to 205 Live. And why in the fuck did it take this long for them to start figuring out that that might be a good idea? Who knows? I, I, was, I was very pleased, especially with the SmackDown match. I was really when, – when they announced that match, I was concerned, oh, God, they're going to somehow treat this as a joke. Like, Daniel right. Bryan's just going to run over him. Um, and they didn't. And that was awesome. And that's how they should book them. Uh, correct. That's how they should book a lot of these dudes because they're great performers. And the notion that because they're on 205 Live, that means they couldn't hang with your own stars is crazy. It's nuts. I don't know why you do that. So that was just something that jumped out at me. 
All right, um, let's get into this weekend. Aaron, Ring of Honor has a pay-per-view, Final Battle. Tell us a little bit about it. Um, yeah, Final Battle, always one of, if not the biggest Ring of Honor pay-per-view of the year, and uh, no different this year. You have uh, Jay Lethal defending against Cody for the world title. You got a great a bunch of great matches right at the top. Jay Lethal versus Cody. Then you have two really interesting non-title matches in uh, Matt Taven versus Dalton Castle. They're, Taven's might have the biggest 2019 of anybody in Ring of Honor. And then um, Jonathan Gresham versus Zack Sabre Jr., which is just, yeah. you know, yes, I'm, yeah. if you're a pure wrestler, if you like wrestling, if you don't care about wrestling, if you just like wrestling, you like wrestling for the wrestling, you're going to like this match. I'm what? just throwing it out there. Well, Jonathan Gresham is the tight end that you played for the Bengals? That's Jermaine Gresham, but close, ah. close, close. <laughs> um, you also have a ladder war match, which ladder wars are awesome. SCU versus the Briscoes versus the Young Bucks, which the the other storyline kind of going over the entire this entire card is that is this the last Ring of Honor match for the Young Bucks? Is this the last Ring of Honor match for Cody? What's that? You know, they're not under contract after this, or at least after this weekend. We don't know exactly what they're doing. My hunch is they might sign in a temporary one just so they can wrestle at Madison Square Garden. Right. But um, there's a very real chance that these are the last matches for these guys in Ring of Honor. So when you have the last match for the Young Bucks and it's a ladder war match, got a feeling some crazy shit might happen. Well, Just throwing I, it out there. I agree with that. Um, plus, the Briscoes are completely effing nuts, so, you know. And and SCU, right. Zarian and Scorpio Sky, pretty damn good as well. Correct. Uh, all, all in for that. What else? Uh, we have uh, wim- the Women of Honor uh, title on the line. Sumi Sakai versus Madison Rain versus Karen Q versus Kelly Klein. Uh, Kelly so. Klein, of course, who is coming to MCW at the end of the month. She'll be at the Correct. show at Perry Hall High School. Yep. Uh, Jeff Cobb defends the TV title against Hangman Page. I believe this might be the last one for Hangman Page, too. I'm not totally sure on his contract status. Anyways, Marty Skrull versus Christopher Daniels. And then uh, Eli Isom versus Kenny King. Uh, yeah, that all sounds swell to me. I mean, I don't know what the, you want to start complaining about something because I got nothing. Uh, that all sounds great. And again, that uh, is that's a pay-per-view. Yeah, that's pay-per-view. It's Friday night coming from the uh, Hammerstein or whichever exact ballroom they're using there. Okay. Then there's the then there's a bunch of interesting matches the next night in Philly, including one uh, Juice Robinson. Yes. Going against PJ Black in Philly Saturday night. That's so dumb of you. You tweeted me like I didn't know that. Aaron, please never forget. I've been a Juice Robinson fan since before they back back in the day when they called it BC. Not sure if you're familiar with what BC means. It means... I'm Jewish. I don't know. Yeah, that's a good point. All right, that's a fair point. Um, anyway, I've been a Juice Robinson fan forever. Obviously, I knew that. Um, have, have, have you seen what he's been wearing lately? Of course. Like his ring gear? Of course I have, but for everybody else, tell me about it. Uh, it's this kind of hybrid macho man pirate awesome look is what it is. It's just sheer awesomeness, and you should go find pictures if you can. Well, I'm, uh, I, I, of course, obviously, I don't need to find them because I know no, all about course. it because I'm the biggest Juice Robinson fan ever. But if anyone else has some pictures they could send me, that would just be great. <laughs> all right, uh, so that's going on with Ring of Honor. Uh, we did not get to talk last week because we had a busy show. Uh, everybody, I kept getting comments about how much better last week's show was than our typical <laughs> show. It was real weird. I don't know what, what could have led to that. Eh, whatever. We have more black people. Ah, that is true. That yep. is true. It was uh, it was two to one. Um, you replaced you replaced a a Jew, which is the he's not black a Jew. Stop pretending. With a regular old black person. The black people of white people. Stop pretending like he's Jewish. You're feeding into him. 
He wants us to believe that he's Jewish. He's not Jewish. All right. Um, get the uh, – uh, what are we – oh, we're talking about NXT. Uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, for Mania Weekend. Correct. So they did announce this, and I, I don't think it's because of the Madison Square Garden thing, but can't help but wonder – uh, NXT's going back to Friday night, Mania Weekend. will no longer be on Saturday night. We'll give wrestling fans more of an option as to which shows they want to go to on Saturday night. And I, I think that's a win for wrestling, for the, the nerdy wrestling fans. Yes, it is. Um, I've said before that it, it is kind of nice if you're not going, and I don't know yet what my plans are for this year, whether or not I'm going to go up for Mania Weekend at all. Um, I'm definitely not going to go to WrestleMania this year, but I'm going to try to get up for at least part of the weekend. It's a win for guys like me that might be sitting at home that could use a day buffer between the two shows. Like, if I can't watch it live, I have maybe Saturday afternoon to watch the show instead. I, I, I don't know what the individual reasoning was for them to make the decision, but I think I agree with it. I think it's the right decision for them to make to end up doing NXT on Friday Night of Mania weekend. Look, as you said, great for the fans. I was going to have to make that decision between I, I am going up as well I'm, as with you. I'm probably not staying for mania, but I'm definitely going up and I would have had to make that decision. And now I don't. Now I'm going to probably take a bus up Friday, go see NXT, stay around Saturday, maybe catch one of the indie shows in the afternoon and then go to Madison Square Garden to see Ring of Honor in New Japan and take a late night train or late night bus home. And it's going to be great and it's going to be wonderful. And I could not be happier about it. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know why they did it. The obvious reason is the only thing that's changed really is the Madison Square Garden show. So that's the, if you're looking for Occam's razor, there's that. It could be some other reason for all we know. For all we know, they're going to have a huge, huge person in the Hall of Fame right, and they want it that Saturday or, or they're only available on Saturday or something like but that. But it's the same building. So that doesn't really make sense. Uh, oh, oh, the person you're saying. Right. I'm saying the, the person, okay, right. Yeah. If it's, if it's, the, this is the year they want to put the rock in the Hall of Fame. And he's and, only available and Saturday. Says, yeah, uh, all for yeah, it. I'll that, be there that's Saturday very night. Possible. Then they're going to say, great, we'll see you on Saturday night when we're going to do the Hall of Fame ceremony. Um, or it might be that they didn't like the attendance or whatever for, for the Hall of Fame on a Friday night. And they said, <coughs> um, you know, we think based on when people are arriving, we think the NXT show sells itself whenever we do it. Um, but we might need more out-of-towners in to make sure that we push uh, the Hall of Fame on Saturday night. I think there's a million reasons that could be unrelated the, to the Madison Square Garden show. But, um, you know, is it possible? Sure, it's possible. It also has something to do with the, the, the Garden show as well. Um, and it would be – and it might be as simple as them saying that there was fear that people would take pictures of a full Madison Square Garden and show, and I, I mean, like, but I don't, I don't, dis, I, you know, I'll take that back. There's no chance there's any empty seats. Even if they ran it on Saturday night, NXT would be completely full. So I, I just don't think you wanted the, the comparison. Even if it was, you know, mostly full, there were a couple empty seats there. You just don't want the comparison. Yeah. It's, it's possible. Yeah, maybe. All right. Yeah, uh, I, I don't think that, nah, I love, I love indie wrestling fans. No, I don't. But, right. The, I just think that, like, if it was, WrestleMania was the same day as that New Japan show, then I could see there be indie fans saying, oh, I want to go to WrestleMania, I want to go to the New Japan Ring of Honor show. But if you're telling me that it's NXT, there's no way NXT wouldn't get picked by majority of indie wrestling fans over the Ring of Honor New Japan show. 
See, I, I agree with you for the most part, but most people already have their Ring of Honor New Japan. That would be the one thing. You're not choosing one or the other. You're saying, well, I already have these tickets, uh, and I already made this commitment. So I'm yeah, going people to- sell tickets on the secondary market all the time. That does I also understand. happen. That does also happen. Yes. All right, and uh, finally, just a quick thought. Becky Lynch did an interview with Ariel Helwani this week, uh, uh, ESPN's MMA podcast, and she was talking about Conor McGregor. And, look, she said her priority is that she wants to get the match with Ronda that she didn't have at WrestleMania. And when I ask this question, I think there's an easy answer, right, which is if she does get, you know, Ronda at WrestleMania, wouldn't it be easy to have Conor sort of be in her corner that night, I guess my question would be, how would you prioritize wanting Connor to be involved with something that Becky does versus whatever else it is that you want to see Becky do at WrestleMania? So you're saying that Ronda, I mean, uh, Becky's going to fight Connor McGregor no, at WrestleMania? No, 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 no. I'm saying <laughs> not, at, not at all. I'm saying that there have been I people- take that. Yeah, I mean, trust me, it wouldn't be that. Because that's one, that's one of the few things that I would R- – Ronda – I mean, I honestly would rather see Nia versus Becky Lynch at WrestleMania than I would see Nia versus – I mean, uh, Ronda versus Becky Lynch because the real feud is the face breaker. Like, that's a real thing. That's a real feud. Um, that's not – that's not a fucking work. That's a goddamn shoot. She broke her face. Right. 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 But – Conor McGregor and Becky Lynch would definitely be something well, that yes, would make That me- would be an incredible, incredible story. No doubt about that. <laughs> I think that there's been the suggestion that what they could do would be Becky and Conor versus blank and blank, whoever those people would be. Ronda and Floyd? Uh, I mean, that, <laughs> I don't think that would be the direction they would look to go, but I hear you. Um, I don't know who the other, the other side would be. Khabib. I don't, who, oh, Khabib, yeah, Khabib. Yeah, it could be Khabib. Um, although isn't Khabib gonna wants to he wants to fight? Is Becky Lynch still dating that dude from the ring? Uh, yes, UFC. UFC? Luke, Luke Rockhold. Or yeah, you can, have, Rockhold? you can have Luke Rockhold and Becky Lynch versus Ronda Rousey and Conor McGregor, which would be good, but doesn't make as much sense as trying to pair. Like it's, I, I get it. It's Becky's boyfriend, so I understand why that would be great. His his name brings nothing to the equation. Essentially, but he doesn't need to. Conor McGregor and Ronda Rousey bring everything you need. You're right. I just am I the only one who just I I feel like it not that Connor takes away from it, but like Becky is Becky. Becky, like I want Becky to be in the most important prominence. I don't want Connor to take shine off of her. I think you're separating two different thoughts. I don't think Connor takes shine off her. I think Connor actually adds more light right. to her. It, it, I, well, okay, hold on. It adds more light, but it some of the spotlight's on him. I want like all that spotlight on Becky. I yeah, but. But 80% of a million dollars is not more than 50% of $5 million. (laughs) I got to get Scott Steiner in here to understand the math that you just (laughs) did. Um, No, I I understand what you're saying, AJ, and I don't disagree. And this is where, like, me, the wrestling fan, versus me, the guy that has to understand WrestleMania, is separated. Because, Aaron, I don't disagree with you. Inherently, I want Ronda Rousey, and I get your argument about Nia Jax. Here's the thing. I'll have Connery as the guest ref. Right, or walking her to the ring or something like that, I wouldn't be all that opposed. But I do selfishly, as a wrestling fan, want a one-on-one match with Becky Lynch, you know, maybe in the main event of WrestleMania. That, that's why I'm saying ref makes sense. You could do the Tyson thing. The right. Austin, right. Austin Michaels with Tyson as the ref. 
that's how you incorporate him. Yeah, I'm not I'm not opposed to any of that. But I also get that if Conor McGregor is in the match somehow, like it, it does make it big money. So I get it and I understand that. And if that's the route they go, it wouldn't stun me. But I'm I'm with you. I would prefer for it to be a one on one match for for Becky in a major situation at WrestleMania. All right, uh, let's get into the plugs. AJ, we'll start with you. Uh, yes, I have a, you know, I'm going to be at Sausage Castle Wrestling on uh, Saturday at 8 p.m. Um, Sugar Bear in the row will make our appearance. We got a lot to address. Um, we got Action Lewis talking shit on the Internet after what we did to him, disposed of him and kicked him out of the row at the Veterans Day show. Um, you know, we got beef to settle with Trailer Park Chuck and Crazy Mike for just simply the fact of, I should be in the title match this weekend, and yet I got to wait again for my shot at the title, and it's bullshit. I was really so, hoping, by the way, when you set that up, that Beef was the name of a wrestler. I was <laughs> really hoping that that's where you're going. You're like, we got Beef. I'm like, ah, I love Who are the other members of the row? The other members of the row are Che Merck, the producer of the row. All he does is make hits. We got Poole, the enforcer of the row. All he does is make hits. Um, we got We got my Jewish lawyer, Malachi, <laughs> and... Now, wait a second. Uh, Hang on a second. Is Malachi an actual Jew? Uh, in kayfabe, yes. Okay, very good. You see, unlike some people I know. Uh, my, my Jewish lawyer, Malachi, and uh, he's the only non-brother in the row. And, uh, you know, the row is so big, there's, there's 50 people in the row. You never know who could be in So the row. is Beef someone who's going to be showing up? Beef could be someone that showed up for sure. But as Biggie once said, what's beef? Beef is when you let your enemy start your Jeep. That's, beef I, you is know, when you roll no less than 30. I got to be honest with you. I don't think you got a Beef Biggie. is when I see you guaranteed to be an ICU. I don't think you got a Biggie reference in last week. I didn't. So I'm glad that you were able to, to restart that tradition. I do appreciate that. All right. Um, uh, very good. At AJ Francis 410 on social media, of course, is how you follow him as well. Aaron. Yes, Just I am it. on Twitter at VA Oster. You can follow the show at Jobbing Out Show. You can email the show, jobbingoutshow at gmail.com. Just keep your eyes out for anything in the Baltimore Sun. All right. Uh, and then I'm at Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter, glennclarkradio.com. And please, 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 as I mentioned in the past, this coming Sunday night, UMBC and Florida Gulf Coast. Uh, it's a great game. The only uh, the two greatest Cinderellas in basketball history. The only 16 seed to ever win a game. The only 15 seed to ever reach the Sweet 16. They square off against each other in Baltimore, and I'm going to be there collecting coats for the Helping Up Mission downtown. Five dollars off your ticket price if you come out and uh, donate a coat or uh, a bunch of coats or hats or gloves or whatever warm weather gear you got. Please come out on Sunday night to uh, UMBC Florida Golf Coast. Uh, Monday night, Glory Days Grill in Towson from 5 to 8, or Tuesday night at Chick-fil-A Nottingham Square. Be at all those spots collecting coats for the Helping Up Mission in Baltimore, so please come out and hook us up. Uh, Thanks again to Jimmy Jacobs. Thanks also to Trailer Park Chuck for Aaron Oster and for... The main event. 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 Event.
Whatever she does, <laughs> if she does her rap about eating pizza backwards, I'm out. I don't even want to <laughs> see it. AJ Francis. I'm Glenn Clark. This is Ben Jobbing Out. Jobbing out.